Hi everyone, and thanks for listening to The Strike and Ellicott Files, an unofficial podcast dedicated to all things Cormoran Strike, as written by Robert Galbraith. My name is Kenz, and I'll be joined each episode by my lovely co-host Lindsay, as well as a few other special guests. We'll be discussing the latest news, as well as doing read-along group discussions, starting with the latest in the series, Troubled Blood, with occasional theme-focused episodes. We'll then go back to the beginning and read from Cuckoo's Calling to Lethal White, by which time, hopefully, we'll have more information on book six. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. If we have to, uh, if we have to wait two or three years for, uh, for book six, I'm not going to be thrilled about it. There will be riots. I will lead them and the entire discord will be coming with me. Yeah. We've been talking about doing this since shortly after Trouble Blood, right? Mm-hmm. Probably like a few weeks. Yeah. Into yeah. it. We were like, mm, you know what? We talk about this like all the time and surely there's, you know, other people that would like to hear us chat about this surely our opinions aren't that out there <laughs> hopefully <laughs> let's hope so but we thought we'd do a shorter hopefully introductory episode introduce ourselves and give you guys an idea of what we were looking to do here and talk a little bit of strike mm-hmm. so like you said we're going to have some people joining us on future episodes uh some of our friends from strike fans will come on with us uh, i've been working with them since like april of this oh not this year anymore 2020 um it's been a lot of fun i've really enjoyed working with them and we're really thrilled to have their support with this doing the podcast and um so yeah we're looking forward to having them on another Lindsay is going to be on which you might recognize her name if you are on or her username if you're on tumblr or read fanfic pools of venetian blue yes and even though i mean she has a couple crazy theories let's be honest she knows what i'm talking about <laughs> cop cop uh, secret sibling oh god <laughs> don't start <laughs> lucy did uh, it. yeah no no <laughs> anyway she has some great insight on most things so that that'll be fun i'm really excited to have her on so we have a few questions here that we have both from folks over on the Denmark Street Discord, as well as just questions we came up with ourselves. We will start off with this first question. How did we first get into the series? And do you remember it being announced? Lindsay, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. I sure do remember it being announced. I was at work looking on Facebook. It was very busy. And I think I saw it on LocalNet, um, just it being announced that she was out as the author. So I was, I'm just a huge Harry Potter fan, so I was really excited, um, but crime, true crime, that's my favorite, so. Um, murder is your favorite, basically. Oh, that sounds awful when you say it like that. <laughs> murder is Lindsay's favorite. Murder is my favorite. <laughs> God. <laughs> what about you? Um, so for mine, I also, I've always been a huge Harry Potter fan, grew up with it, like, end of the movies was right before I started college. So it really kind of like rounded out my whole childhood. An end of an um, era. Literally. Um, but I first picked up The Cuckoo's Calling whenever I was in college. I wasn't initially super interested in reading it just because I had tried to read The Casual Vacancy and I wasn't a huge fan of it. I've heard it's like very heavy. It's very heavy. It, I thought it was great, but it was very heavy. I cried a lot. <laughs> One of my friends that I was going to college with was like, hey, Joe's written this detective novel and it's really good. You're going to like the relationship between the two main characters. And I was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. And I remembered really liking it and being just totally blindsided by the ending because I don't normally read detective novels or, you know, I'm not like a huge true crime buff. 
-hmm. but I enjoy like, you know, watching like specials and stuff on Netflix, but it's not like super my thing. So I didn't see any of this coming. I didn't see it either. I'm, I'm so bad at guessing. Um, but then I like, I set it down for a few years, came back to it, read it all kind of out of order. I started with Cuckoo and then I, I watched the strike TV series, like up through career of evil. And then I listened to lethal white and then oh, I wow. read <laughs> silkworm and then I read career and it just, all I over read the it. Place. I was all over the place. And now I've actually gone back through and read it in order, but I didn't start getting into the fandom and everything until right before lethal white came out like the book. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't remember it being announced, but I heard it through a friend of mine. So that's my long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next question is, besides Striker Robin, who's your favorite character? You want to go first this time? Sure. So um, so Margot is probably my favorite. As far as like case-related characters, I really enjoyed Margot. Um, you know, I felt like Joe really fleshed out her character a lot. And she really felt like a real person. So by the yeah, time that you, know, you get, when you get to the end, it's like, it feels really emotional and, uh, you know, kind of gives you chills a little bit, um, you know, once they find her and everything. So yeah, I, I loved, really, liked... I loved Margot too. Mm -hmm. It was nice. This sounds weird to say, but the victims haven't always been likable. Shizzle, uh, Owen Quine, and it's kind of sad to say, but in Career of Evil, we don't really know them as well. But with Margot, mm -hmm. it really felt like we knew this person and it was just, yeah, it was sad. I liked her a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then aside from case-related people, obviously, Ted and Joan are awesome. I have a lot of respect for them and I want to know more about them. Even though Joan is, uh, uh, she's got some irritating tendencies, but like, again, that's family for you. Right you know, we still love them and she's still, they still provided like such good structure for strike growing up. So yeah, they're great. Are... Lots of feels there. But what about you? Um, so I put Shanker. Um, I named my cat Shanker. So I do love him. He's really interesting in that he's like lovable, but criminal. You can trust him with your life, but not so much your wallet. I do expect Shanker to be more important a little bit later on when we get to the latest stuff so i'm excited to maybe learn more about him or just see him be more involved we never got into how exactly you and i managed to meet like, meet yeah <laughs> we didn't ever actually like got into that um but we started talking right it was I want to say it was March, April, something like that, whenever I that read-along started. Yeah, I think we started the read-along in April. Um, Bill from Strike Fans wanted to do a reread leading up to Trouble Blood, and so we both joined the private DM on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Um, I think that we, she and I are probably, like, the biggest, like, or at least most outspoken of the shippers in that group of the shippers in <laughs> that group like everybody i don't think there's anybody in that group that doesn't ship them right you know, strike and robin together but we're, we're just definitely more. the ones that's like <laughs> oh did you remember that part in lethal where you know she uh she said that her friendship with strike was like the prize of her life which is the best <laughs> quote ever <laughs> it is i'm still emotional about it oh gosh lethal there are so many good lines in that book but yeah, it was like, I would put down, oh, do you remember this line, this line, this line? The other people are like, huh? And you're like, oh, Ken's, I got you. 
I got you. There were a lot I know of that line. <laughs> there were a lot of times too where we'd almost say the exact same thing at the exact same moment or come up with mm-hmm. the same quotes. It was so funny. <laughs> All right, should we go on to the next question, which is our least favorite character? Yes, least favorite character. Tell us about yours. I put Matthew. I mean, look, logically, I know that Charlotte is worse. I mean, really, she's awful, right? She's Mm -hmm. manipulative, abusive, full-on abusive, right? I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody would disagree. Yeah, Yeah, let's call a spade a spade. She is abusive. But I think think what it what it is is most of the charlotte stuff we're seeing in hindsight so it's not it's not like we're having to deal with it we're not like living through it with strike um mm-hmm. like we are with matthew mm-hmm. Ugh, he's just awful yeah he's just like presently making things awful right so it's easier to not be as upset with charlotte at least for now hopefully so what about you for mine um i put charlotte um mm-hmm. And that's obvious. That's an obvious answer. But yeah, um, I, I really, oh man, she is a, she is a piece of work and I don't think we've seen the last of her. And that is, I don't think she's going to come back in a way for, for strike because I think that he's like fully over her. He's like leaving her in the rear view, but I think that Robin is still kind of yeah, there needs Hung to be some discussion her. there, right? <laughs> yeah, there needs to be some closure. There needs to be some communication and that whole talking what? thing. Talking. Talking. I know. Talking about your feelings and stuff. What? Definitely, but- at least with him changing his number, they're going to have to have a little bit of a talk there. At least that's what I hope mm-hmm. for. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I really don't like Charlotte. And Roy Carver, especially, oh, has he's been. Awful. He's been on my shit list for a long time, <laughs> like between like since his book attitude. one, since book one. I honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't come back. He's probably really mad that Strike is as famous as he is and like right all the time. What does Dumbledore say? It's harder to forgive someone for being right. That's probably his deal with Strike, right? <laughs> yep, exactly. Especially with this, with the ending of Trouble Blood, he's probably just like so just furious. <laughs> all right. Next question. So what opinions have changed from when you first read Cuckoo's Calling to now or through rereads? So I'll go first for this one. Okay. Um, And for (laughs) this one, this is probably going to sound really strange to anybody who's ever heard me talk about Strike, like Uh ever. Um, But I uh, wasn't a huge fan of his character at first. I know it's 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 crazy to think about me me not liking him very much. I don't understand who you are right now. And I was like holding out hope for like Robin and Matthew thinking, oh dear like, God, oh he's gonna come around eventually. And I kind of felt for him like partially while I was reading, like yeah, like that is kind of I can see why you'd be a little bit worried. But then it was like I read it a second time, and for whatever reason, I'm like, uh-uh, no, no. Rereads are great. It really does help. I think having some distance also from like reading it the first time, like with you, when you read it the first time, it's like night and day. I definitely didn't see things clearly the first time I read them. It might've been a little situational for me. So from 2012 to 2015, I worked for a PI. So I read the first two books while literally at my desk. Basically doing Robin's job. Yeah, it it was weird. It was weird because I immediately related to Robin um, we had the same job, which is why I didn't like Matthew because like the first time we meet him, he's insulting the job. And I'm like, dude, what what the hell is this guy's problem? <laughs> I was like, hey, 
<laughs> right? Especially where he's like comparing it to like being like a lion tamer and like, you know, stuff that's like not quote unquote real, real job. job. But also just like during those three years, I got engaged and married. So it was like hard not to relate to Robin. Although my husband does like me to point out that he's not a Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Even little things like I couldn't picture their office as, as it was described. I could only picture my office. Like it was just hard to separate myself from it. And I think that the two things that affected it negatively and how I saw the book was how I saw Cormoran. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any possible way to say this nicely, but there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to really be diplomatic if somebody is a total asshole. <laughs> yeah, my boss was just the worst. <laughs> I think it was the time when he finds out about Charlotte being engaged and he leaves. I think I was especially annoyed with my boss that day. So when he leaves, I was like, oh, this guy. Like everything he did just irritated me a little bit more because I was irritated with my boss. It's, it was just hard to separate myself from it. The other thing was anything that hinted towards a relationship between them. I, I noped out of that so fast, which is funny if you talk to me ever online now. <laughs> it's just another reason why I'm such a huge fan of rereading because when I first reread the books, it wasn't until Lethal White was announced. So I had been away from that job for about three years at that point. And I remember telling my husband that Strike felt like a completely different character to me. So many good things about him that I just could not see that he can be kind, especially with uh, Leonora and Orlando. He's funny. I didn't see that. One of my absolute favorite things about him that I didn't appreciate the first time was just his sense of justice, which makes my Hufflepuff heart so happy. He's a Hufflepuff. I agree because one of the first thing we learned about him was when John Bursa says the word justice, it's what... It's what makes him take the case. So good. So yeah, and then of course, when I was rereading it, I was able to see their relationship develop and appreciate it. <laughs> rereading was a better experience than the first time just because of that job, which is a shame. I liked the job, but I had to get away. Definitely. And let's see, do we have one more question, I think? And that is question for Joe. You can go first. Okay. I stole this question a little bit from pre-Deathly Hallows Day. And somebody asked her, what should we be paying attention to? And I think that mostly I would ask that in, um, in reference to Leda, which I think is going to be the overall mystery of the series. We know how she writes that she plants little seeds throughout. So I feel like there are things that maybe would be important. What are some important questions that we could ask that could lead us to some great theories about what happened to Leda? What about you? For me, um, this is operating under the assumption that she would actually answer any direct <laughs> questions. This is like if I give her Verita serum and I'm like, okay, you need to answer any and all questions that I'm about to ask you. That would be great. Which would be great. Uh, unfortunately, she will, in reality, she would give an <laughs> annoyingly cryptic answer. <laughs> Which I appreciate, though. I don't want to be spoiled. If she was going to answer any questions aside from what do we need to be paying attention to, the burning question on my mind. I love this question. When is book six picking up? I need to know. Is it after the Ritz? Is it after Cormoran's 40th birthday? Like, what are we looking at? Where does this book pick up? And aside from when it picks up, we need to know how long a period of time book six is going to cover. Like, is it going to be shorter than Troubled Blood? Is it going to be a same year-long time span? Is it going to be two weeks? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, because they're all different, right? It's, it doesn't follow the same structure as Harry Potter did, with it usually being a year. Yeah, so it all varies from book to book. So I want to know how much time we're spanning here. And then one final one is, what is the deal with swans? And where are we going with that? Well, it's like, because swans mate for life. 
think that's true. That's true. I just want to know if there's deeper meaning to the swans. Like, you know, there's the whole Leda and the swan mm -hmm. thing. Like, does it have anything to do with that? Does And we all know that Strike's attitude towards women and everything has really tied up in, like, how he views his mother and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of stuff tied up in Leda. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that kind of, if any of that ties together or what exactly she's intending to do with that particular motif because she seems to use it very deliberately so i want to know where she's going with it mate for life that's all i have to say and just uh leda we'll talk about her later uh, so many complicated feelings about leda mm. oh my god a lot of bad ones over here we can save that for our first official episode which should be coming out shortly thank you so much for listening we truly appreciate all the support we've received with getting this podcast up and running if you enjoy what you've heard so far, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at the SE Files Pod with regular updates coming announcing future episodes. If you'd like to send us a response to anything you've heard or have something you'd like us to discuss, you can always email us at sefilespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening, and we hope to catch you next time for another exciting episode of The Strike and Ellicott Files. <laughs>